have the Italian radio show, Italian Liberation Day, with special food, guests, music and events, coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio. My name is Tony Lestelli, your host, with a lovely, gorgeous, beautiful Marzia Caputo from Vincenza, Italy. Hey, Marzia, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, doing good. Ciao a tutti. Are you? How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so glad to be back here in the saddle. We are broadcasting you folks today from the beautiful Palm Springs area, okay, MET 1490 AM. But you may be picking up our show all over the country on whatever uh, station you're listening to because we have many, many wonderful affiliate stations. We are part of the ABC News Radio Network. Uh, so, you know, some of our affiliates are ABC stations. Some of them are not ABC stations. But wherever you are listening to our show, we really appreciate all of our listeners and audiences everywhere. And if you can't hear us live, of course, we broadcast a brand new show every Monday at 4 o'clock Pacific time. If you can't hear us live, just go to our website, WCIR.biz. Just remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio. WCIR.biz. And, you know, you can click the little link there. You can stream this show live every Monday. No matter where you are in the world, you can stream us live. Or you can listen to us in archives. We have six years of shows in archives. As soon as we're done with this show, the very next day, this goes in the archive, too. So, you know, you can share with all your friends, your family, listen to us all week long, anywhere in the world. We just love all of our listeners. If you like it so much, just stay tuned because we have more. Yeah, that's right. We have our after-hours show. This is my subscription only, though, because, you know, there's certain things that, being that we're Italian, we like to tell things the way they are, okay? And, of course, with the FCC controlling what we say on this show, we can only push the envelope so far to the edge of the table, but our after-hours show, Radio Italiano Lucia Rosa, or the Italian radio show after-hours, we get into the nitty-gritty with stuff. We tell you the way it is. We don't mince words. And we have some really uh, edgy guests, let's just say. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing that show, too. And you can go again to our website, WCIR.biz. Click there to get the after-hours show. So right now we're going to get right into this. You know, yesterday, Marzia, was Italian Liberation Day, April 25th, right? Right. It was the second a big day. If you're Italian, right? 75th, you know, 75th. 75th, this year was the 75th anniversary. So, uh, you know, part of our Italian news today, which we started our show with, un uh, pezzo d'Italia. Yeah, yeah. uh, We have some beautiful uh, information here. And this stuff we get out of different Italian newspapers and different things around the world. The right. 75th anniversario della liberazione, 25th uh, of April. Uh, this is the national holiday in Italy that commemorates them uh, getting away from the Nazi Germany occupation and the fascist regime of uh, Mussolini, okay, during World War II, okay. Uh, it was the victory of the resistance in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got this right here. This, th- these are the names and routes. This is our first news story used by the partisans during the resistance. 
Okay. This comes to us on April 15, 2021. So this just came out a few days ago uh, from Italy uh, as news in their preparation of this celebration. Okay. So let's take a look at this. It says that, um, and this is the first time they do this, by the, the way. Metropolitan, yeah, this is, you're right. The Metropolitan City of Turin, in collaboration with Polo del 900, celebrates the anniversary on April 25th. Uh, and what they're doing is it's kind of an online event. They're presenting the main routes that the resistance used during the Second World War that helped them to win the war to win their liberation, okay? And uh, there, you know, I guess it's a, a virtual thing that is on TV that you can watch the public where they're taking you on this virtual journey of all these places. It's streaming. It says the virtual tour is scheduled Wednesday, the 21st of April. So that uh, would have been a few days ago. But I'm sure you could probably find this on YouTube or archives. It's on the social channel of Polo Del 900. That's, right. I guess, a social media channel, okay? Uh, but just Google it, okay? Google it, I'm sure you'll find it. I think it's great to see that where, you know, the pilgrims, all the... Yeah, all where they really fought, where they did, the routes they took, oh. you know, which is very important. I remember my father was a huge historian of the uh, Second World War. And the, the routes that they would take where they were mounting their campaigns, where they would send their troops and send their tanks and military was very, very important, especially right. when they were fighting the Germans and the uh, and the fascists, okay? Um, it basically, this is a, uh, the event is launched uh, and it's available online, so please do check it out. So that's your first story for the 75th anniversary of the liberation of Italy, which, again, the celebration, the actual day was yesterday, April 25th. And uh, we have another story here, another news story. Now, of course, when you talk about Italian news, Marzia, right. quite frankly, the facts are sometimes stranger than the fiction, okay? <laughs> As we have frequently found, because all these news stories, folks, we're getting to you from you know, every part of the country, every part of the world, people send us this stuff every week. And so, you know, we try to pick out the stuff that we think is uh, kind of a little bit the most outrageous over the top, okay? Right. So, you know... In Italy, they got the same problem, obviously, that we do everywhere else in the world, and that you got, you know, despite the fact that they're liberated there now, it's kind of like we're liberated in this country, you still got your uh, public officials that, you know, have separate rules for them. It's like the government always has separate rules for them than they do for the people, right? Right. So in Italy, Marcia, you know that there are certain Italian songbirds that are, you know, like like we, you know, they are protected. They're like nationally protected. Kind of like uh, here in this country, we have the bald eagle, which right. is nas- nationally uh, protected. Well, you know, of course, Italy is the country of music, the country of song. So they have certain Italian songbirds that are nationally protected, you know, for in the country there, okay? Uh, right. The hawfinch, for instance, is one of these birds. Now, this article is entitled Foul Play because it's how a bunch of Italian officials were actually caught at a feast, at a feast, all these officials eating these protected songbirds, if you can believe that, okay? And this just came out. This was in uh, an Italian newspaper, came out April 19th, so it's, it's like less than a week old, okay? Um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it goes, it, it was, I got this from the New York Post, so this is, you know, it actually... Okay. 
made international news because I picked up from a New York newspaper. A group of Italian government officials uh, were being investigated because they were feasting a lunch on the wild songbirds. Some of them were the rarest species in the world, all protected as national birds, you know, under Italy's law, okay? So not only did they violate did they violate this law by eating these protected sound birds, uh, songbirds? But they also defied the COVID nineteen guidelines because oh, yeah. they all they had this big group. Yeah. These, these <laughs> officials all together had this big feast, and of course, you know, as you know, we've talked about this on the show. The guidelines, the restrictions are worse in Italy than they are here. I mean, we just got back from Vincenza, okay. And yeah. when we were there, March, you're telling me every court, you got the, the carbonara, the, the police are there keeping to make sure that people, you know, don't, you know, go on the streets. You got to get, get off the streets. They're all, you know, they in, in your neighbor. That's yeah. And yet the very same police officials, the carbonara officials that tell you to get off the street, they were part of this big feast. Oh, no. Under COVID, okay. No way. Uh, yeah, and so they were in the city of Brescia. Brescia. I saw you. Daddy say it's north. You know why? Yeah. Because in north we have a famous plate, and we call it Usei e Polenta. So it's a famous plate. It's a bird with polenta. And bird with polenta. There you go. But it doesn't matter. Usei, the birds, is a type of bird. They're really tiny. They're really good. But the, that's the time they have to eat it, that's the best one, but they're really, you cannot use those if you get caught. Yeah, because seriously, they were eating uh, goldfinches, saskins, bramblings, uh, chaffinches, uh, and there were tr- 20 public officials from all these surrounding villages there. They were breaking the national laws, pretending these, protecting these animals. They were breaking the uh, hunting laws, wildlife laws. They were breaking the COVID laws where they're telling everybody you got to stay in the house. They're, you know, can't, can't gather. They're all gathering. This is the Carbonari, folks. You know? They're not uh, the only one. Trust me, in the Veneto region, that plate is traditional. And like I said, they're the only one. I think a lot of people, yeah, no, a lot of people, they're still. And their excuse was, they say, well, there was an ancient Roman meal that goes back centuries and centuries. They were just, you know, enjoying their heritage. But come on, you can't have a double standard. Although, see, it's the same. I don't care if you're in America. I don't care if you're in Italy. Wherever you are in the world, there's always this double standard that the politicians, the government, the police, whatever they got for themselves, but they force everybody else to follow the rules. So, you know, it's the same everywhere. So. There's your news for today, folks. We're going to be right back after this short break with a special word from our sponsors. And then we're going to do our Italian food. we got a great one for you today. So don't go away. We'll be right back after this quick break. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers! 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. 
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers! 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com well, Marchy, now it's time for my favorite part of the show. Of course, the food, the beverage segment brought to us by our great sponsor, Tito's Handmade Vodka out of Austin, Texas. Folks, Tito's is so great. Anytime you have a special gathering and you want to really treat yourself to the perfect cocktail, make sure you use Tito's Vodka. What do you have for us today, Marcia? Well, it's perfect for the team. After all this war, sadness, uh, you know, celebration, Right, right. Tiramisu, the pick-me-up. Tiramisu, mm -hmm. the pick-you-up. Yeah, because it's made with coffee, so I really picks you up. It winds you up, you know? That's I love tiramisu. Come on. We did talk in the past, but I always like to come back the old recipe and come back to refresh people, you know. Uh, well, and one thing about tiramisu is also there's a lot of different recipes for tiramisu. I, I mean, um... I know my grandmother had a recipe. I know, like, you know, Monochinos has a, a really great recipe right. they use. Um, my friends, the Nardones, have a recipe. So every kind of Italian family has kind of their own version of this, which essentially is, you know, your, uh, you, you have your, your, your sponge cake that's soaked in coffee. Then you layer it with, like, different... Uh, you know, cream and stuff like that. So, so tell us how your family makes it. That's how it's done. First, yeah. the, everybody should use is Savoyardi. That's what we use. Is what? The lady fingers they look like. Savoyardi. The lady fingers. Yeah, the lady fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Savoyardi. I used to find them, too, because I find it everywhere. Okay, say it, the word in Italian again real slow. Savoyardi. 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 Okay. All right. So I'll take a package, it's 300 grams, but you can use how much you want, depending right, on what right. I do. And you need four eggs. People, they use more for the four eggs. You know what I mean? That's what you talk about differently. Uh, mascarpone, 500 grams mascarpone. Now, sure. again, I know people, they use half a mascarpone and half of uh, Philadelphia original cheese, you know. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know because some people, like, they are taking information. I love that. They differently, they try. Right, anyway, right. Sugar, 100 grams. Coffee, we need coffee, all right? And Lots of coffee, lots of coffee. And cocoa power, you need that for the end, for the sugar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Now, just I want to add one thing before you go on with your recipe. Yeah. Know, those are the ingredients. But I know some people like also uh, make it with liqueur. Like if they want to make it like with a little more of a kick. Like I've I've known people who've made uh, it with like coffee liqueur, or oh. sometimes they'll put in other liqueurs that they add to the coffee so that you actually can make it like uh, a little bit like an alcoholic dessert, too, if you want to, you know, which, of course, will be real popular with the people I hang out with. The more alcohol, the better, you know? i tell you one trick. Italian people, if you look every recipe we do for dessert, guess yeah. what? We always put a shot of cognac inside. Cognac, or, okay. You know what I mean? You so what do you put? Do you, so you add that to your tiramisu? Do. In a cream, I do put a little shot of cognac. A yes, shot of cognac in your cream. Okay. Cognac, so, or they have a different type of whiskey, whatever. A little shot, not to be so much. All right. So let let 
You got 60 okay. seconds. Tell us how you make it. Okay. It's not for kids. With a lot of coffee, you want your kids really climbing exactly. the wall. All right. It's really easy. You break the eggs. You separate the white yolk or the yellow one, and uh, you separate those. And you mix it really well, right? Separately. Sure. Yeah. So the one with the yellow one, that's where you start adding the mascarpone and a little shot of coffee, that too, the cognac, let me tell you, and you mix it all. And then the white yolk, you mix it again, they come really fluffy. Yeah, that's yeah. Together with the rest of the cream. Got it? Yeah, so yeah. It's done. That simple is that. Um, now, then what, you put it in your refrigerator, like, to cool it off, right? Yeah, but you can do it in a moment, finish it, and then you yeah, can Yeah, yeah, yeah. Savoyardi, you just dip it inside the coffee. Now, one trick I tell you, use gloves because you're going to end up with brown fingers. Oh, yeah, use gloves, right, especially save your nails, right? I would prefer to wait uh, when it cools off a little bit of coffee because if it's too hot, it's not. it, it would break the cooking, the Savoyardi. And if you dip it, dip it really fast because those type of Savoyardi absorb really fast and that's gotcha. too soggy after we cook. So you dip it fast, else it's going to crumble, fall apart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Keep it, put the layer, put the cream, and we start again. And you do like a three, two, what level you want, you do same things. Cream, savoyardi, cream, savoyardi. And the last one is the cream again, a lot, and that's how you put the chocolate power on top. Well, there you go, folks, and that's your recipe of the week, brought to you by Tito's Vodka and Marcia Caputo, your tiramisu in celebration of Italian Liberation Day, a real pick-you-up, and, you know, pick-you-up with a little bit maybe the cognac inside, too. So, sounds good, Marcia. I'm great. <laughs> so now, Marcia, we got to do Italian phrases, of course. We should have some fun with this because, you know, Italian Liberation Day, and, you know, Italians being such passionate people, mm-hmm. I'm sure that, you know, you got some good ones for us. So what do you got today? Be ready. Yeah, I'm ready. here. La libertà è come l'aria. Ci si accorge di quanto vale quando comincia a mancare. All right, and this was given to us by Piero Calamandre. Calamandre. Is that how you said? Sì, Calamandre. Calamandre. He lived in 1889 to 1956, so I, this was one of your uh, patriots I, a long time ago. Or, <laughs> who is this guy? You know who he is? No. No. Just like a famous Italian, like we got our famous Americans here. So tell us the phrase one more time, and then I'll tell people what it means. Okay, la libertà è come l'aria. Ci si accorge di quanto vale quando comincia a mancare. Which is, freedom is like air. You realize what it is worth when it begins to fail. That's mm-hmm. such a very true word, isn't it? Very it true. And some of this stuff, you know, we got to think about this today, especially with the stuff that we're going through here in this country. All right, let's do the next one. All right. Tutti coloro che dimenticano il loro passato sono condannati a riviverlo. And this one was given to us by someone by the name of Primo, Primo Levi. Levi. Primo Levi, who lived from 1919 19. to 1987. So, again, do you know much about the guy who said this? No, I didn't. I'll find the name. I like it. They were all about world people, soldiers. Could be that. Yeah, That's so different I mean. people who were... Soldiers who fought for Italy, uh, kind of like the, you have your heroes, like we have our heroes. So say it one more time, and then I'll tell people what it means. Tutti coloro che dimenticano il loro passato sono condannati a riviverlo. And this is what I like it, is what's happening right now. Okay, know? so the translation is, all those who forget their past 
are doomed to relive it. Man, is that true or what? I mean, I kind of heard different versions of this uh, said over the years, but that is the truest words, uh, and you're right. We have to really be careful of that with what's going on in the world today to remember, you know, where we've come from, what has happened, so that we can try to uh, not relive it and try to do better. Okay, and uh, you got one more for us. Okay, the next one. Non è la libertà che manca. Mancano gli uomini liberi. And this was given to us by Leo Gonganesi. Leo Gonganesi, um, again, uh, you know, an Italian patriot. He lived from 1905 to 1957. Tell us the phrase one more time, Marzia. Non è la libertà che manca. Mancano gli uomini liberi. And the meaning is, it's not the liberty that is missing. It's free men that are absent. Makes sense. Which again, you know, liberty is kind of a state of being, mm-hmm. but you have to decide you're going to be free, you know. That's and right. I mean, you know, it's like what's going on here, what's going on around the world. You know, we there's kind of that balance because, yeah, it's, it, it, it is important that we, um, you know, that we are kind to others, that we take care of our fellow man, you know, that we love our neighbors as Jesus told us to do, that we uh, treat others the way we want to be treated, and there are social things that we should do, but we also have to be careful to have that balance. The key word here we get back to again is balance so we have those freedoms. And I think these are very, very good phrases to remind us of the Italian Liberation Day and all the things that the that Italy had to do to become free when they were under fascist regime and the Nazis were there. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Sonora Marzia, let's uh, switch gears here. I think it's time we do our Artist of the Week. And again, uh, we're keeping with our theme of Italian liberation, which was yesterday, April 25th. Nice. So, um, you know, we have a, a great song. What, what better than to do, this is kind of what, the, the Italian liberty song. The, is this the, like, the Italian national anthem? Right, it is. This it is, is the is. national anthem. Okay. Fratelli d'Italia, it's called, which is your national anthem, like we have the Star Spangled Banner, okay? But we wanted to find something a little different because, you know, rather than just, you know, a symphonic version of a brass band or something playing it. So, you know, like we had a really cool version here years ago uh, well, Jimi Hendrix playing the American national anthem uh, and... um, we, so we found something similar here. We found this great band. They're a heavy metal band. The band is called Scala Mercalli. That's right. Scala Mercalli, a heavy metal band out of Italy, uh, with a choir. They have with a choir. The name of the choir is Angelico Rosati. Angelico Rosati. And yeah. here is their version, which is a little bit on the edge, which we like to do on this show. Their version of the Italian national anthem, Fratelli d'Italia. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. And we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. 
Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We've got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com Hello, this is Tony LaStella with West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian Radio Show, broadcasting you live from Palm Springs on KMET 1490 AM, and with many, many affiliate stations around the country carrying our signal, or perhaps you're listening to us by our stream or in our archives at our website, wcir.biz. Of course, today's theme is... Italian Liberation Day. Uh, yesterday, April 25th, was the 75th anniversary of the Italians being liberated from the, the fascists of, of Mussolini and of the Nazis from Hitler there. So, you know, uh, when I was looking at getting somebody who really knew about this as a guest for today's show, you know, there's nobody really alive from that era that fought in the war anymore. If they are, they're probably like 106 years old. I have a great friend here. He's been on with us before, uh, Chris Kelly, who basically wrote the book, Italy Invades. So, I mean, Chris, in my mind, you are like the foremost historian in the world when it comes just to the Italian military going back even to the days of the Romans and all, everything they've done all over the world and all the influences they've had. So certainly I think you're the guy that we need to talk to here about, you know, this whole thing with Mussolini, the fascism, how he took over, and, you know, leading up to the Liberation Day. So welcome to the show, Chris. Tony, great to be with you. Happy to be with you and happy to be celebrating Liberation Day. Telling liberation. Well, there you go, absolutely. So now, you know, kind of getting right into this, how how was it, first of all, that Mussolini was able to, to take over Italy and become the fascist dictator he was? Well, I mean, he really rose to power uh, after World War I, which was a very painful war for the Italians. Over 600,000 Italians were killed in World War I, which is more than all the Americans that were, died in both world wars. So it was a very painful war. Italy felt that they didn't get much out of the war, uh, and in 1922, they turned to Mussolini, who launched his famous march on Rome that year. Right, uh, right. So, so Mussolini came to power as a fascist much earlier than Hitler, who didn't arrive really on the scene in Germany until 1933. He, I heard that Italy at the time that, that Mussolini uh, took over, the, the Italian people had really fallen on hard times because in the aftermath of, you know, of World War One, there was a lot of poverty in the country. There was a lot of hunger. There was a lot of people out of work. 
And here's this guy, he, he was known to be very brutal, even perhaps a bully, but he was very strong in, like, getting the people kind of back on track and right. helping to build the country back up, which is right. what made him popular uh, early on, you know, when he started to take over. Well, he, famously, he was said to make the trains run on time in Italy. Which, yeah. you know, maybe <laughs> which, been if done. you've been to Italy, that in <laughs> itself is a miracle. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he certainly he was a strong man. He also was a, a soldier in World War One who had actually been wounded, just like Hitler had the same biography in that sense, too. They both were soldiers in World War One. And right, so right. and of course, there were a lot of returning soldiers in Italy coming back after the war, and many of them were disillusioned. And so they ended up turning to to Mussolini and uh, and, and yes, he, he, he rose to power in the 20s, actually in 1922. You know, I but then you know it, it said it said of him that said that of course when he, he when he was rose to power, you know for the first few few years there was no war. I mean you know right. this was before World War Two, so he was actually trying to rebuild Italy. And I know a lot of the old Italians, um, I remember even as a kid, they actually spoke highly of Mussolini. Uh, you know, a lot of them would say, well, he just chose the wrong side of the war to get into. They actually thought he had been doing good for the country. So, you know, why is it then that he decided to, I mean, the, the Italians, as I understood it, didn't even want to go to war. So right. why did he choose to go to war to begin with, much less side with Hitler? Well, I think he was enamored of uh, Italy's ancient past and the, the grandeur of Rome. And he yeah. wanted, in a way, to restore the Roman Empire. And in 1936, he... He invaded Ethiopia, uh, and he led a brutal invasion of Ethiopia. So he wanted to expand Italian territory yeah, yeah. power around the world. Uh, so, and he did, and he used gas, and I mean, it was, a, it was a very brutal war against the Ethiopians. Uh, and then what happened is, is Hitler, of course, invade, and in 1939, September, invades Poland. Uh, initially, Italy is not in the war, and they don't come in until uh, 1940, till months later into 1940, when France is about to fall. And yeah. what, what, uh, I think Mussolini was being, uh, what he thought pragmatic and thinking that, okay, he's, was saying, okay, Germany is clearly winning. They just, right. you know, they just beat Poland, uh, Netherlands, Belgium, Denmark, and, 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 and we're, and we're next, basically. And yeah. so we, so we better join them while, and then pick up the, in, ex, in, in exchange for joining them, we can pick up some of the, the, rewards for that. Yeah, for and of course, and that's thought. true. I remember my father who, like yourself, my father was a huge World War II historian, um, and he would and he would tell me how, how well, actually, the Nazis had been doing uh, during the early part of the war. I mean, they really were winning everything. It, w it really wasn't right. until the Americans got involved in the war uh, number one, and, and then they started the war, you know, on the double front, where they started also to fight the uh, Russians on the east front, that it really started to decline. But my father had, had often said, you know, that if that if uh, Hitler had just kept going the way he was going and hadn't taken on Russia and the Americans had not gotten through, they, they, they would have essentially taken over all of Europe. Right. No, the Germans were certainly on a roll. Uh, and, you know, one thing I, I wanted to mention is there's a there's a gentleman who was the number two to Mussolini. His name was Italo Balbo, a right, very, right. Italian, very Italian name. And he was a, a, a pilot and he led a, a squadron of 
Italian seaplanes made by Caproni, by the way, uh, uh, and they flew all the way from Italy all the way to Chicago, Illinois, uh, and uh, and they also he, he ended, Balbo ended up meeting with FDR, the President of the United States, in the White House at the time. He was a very distinguished uh, Italian at the time, number two after Mussolini. And, right, uh, yeah, yeah. And there's, there is, in Chicago, there's an, a Balbo Drive named after him to this day. Uh, and so, but he was a fascist, but he disagreed with Mussolini fundamentally about this alliance with Hitler and the Germans. And he said, we're going to, he said worse to the effect that we're going to be polishing the boots of the Germans uh, in this alliance. Yeah. Uh, and and in, he was given the governorship of Libya short, just a few days after the war started for the Italians in 1940. He was killed in what was probably a friendly fire incident, although it might have been uh, some conspiracy people would say it would blame Mussolini, who was jealous of his number two. Uh, but anyway, he was killed early on in the war, depriving Italy of, of probably its greatest commander in, in World War II. Wow. Well, then now let's talk about you know, the Italian Liberation Day. So they get into the war. Obviously, you know, we've all heard the stories, we've seen the movies, that the Italians really, for the most part, did not want to fight in the war. In fact, when the, uh, as I understood it, when the Allies landed, basically the Italians just surrendered and said, hooray, the war is over, you know. Uh, so sure. I was thinking, just one of those wars that the Italian people, their hearts were just not in, uh, and there's this huge resistance. So what exactly happened? How did Mussolini wind up losing power, losing the war, and eventually, of course, he was uh, killed by the resistance. Sure. In 1943, uh, the Allies invaded Sicily, uh, and they did so with the help of people like Lucky Luciano. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who was, uh, in New York, they, they sprang him out from a prison because of his Sicilian connections to help the Allies with intelligence on what was right. going on in Sicily. Uh, but anyway, they captured, Allies captured Sicily and started driving up the toe of Italy, uh, and Mussolini actually, you know, was captured initially, uh, although he was actually rescued by Hitler. So, in a sense, Italy surrendered twice. And there were, as you say, there was a lot of, of ambivalent feeling about the war in Italy. I mean, there were a lot of Italians who fought as uh, partisans, partigiani. Uh, yeah, supporting yeah. the Allies, helping Allied airmen. There were also the what they called the co-belligerent forces, which were Italians who fought again on the Allied side against the Axis. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, in a sense, it became uh, to some extent a civil war because there were some some people in the north still loyal to Mussolini too. But eventually, as you say, it all unwound and on at the end of April, 1945, uh, with the death, the suicide of of Hitler and the uh, and the assassination of Mussolini uh, by yeah. the the part of by partisan groups, by the way, by Italians, of course. Well, as I understood it, I mean, literally after the Allies, like you say, they landed in southern Italy and Sicily, uh, basically the Italians just more or less surrendered, gave up, um, and Mussolini saw the beginning of the end. He, he was trying to flee the country, and apparently at the Swiss border, he was caught there by you know, people who, who you know, recognized him and everything, and then assassinated and his body gets dragged through the streets. I can't remember the exact story of that. Yeah, he was. He and his mistress were both captured, and they were uh, lined up with a firing squad, and then they were hung up upside down in a in a square uh, in I believe in Milan, 
Uh, and so, yeah, it was a, 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 a grisly uh, end for Mussolini. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess to go back to that, Balbo really had a point. I mean, that, that, that he was worried about the Italians being forced to shine the boots of the Germans. And, and really, I mean, I think he was pretty much on target that, I mean, Germany did try to exploit the Italians uh, through, and the relationship with Mussolini to their detriment, and sadly, in the war. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chris, we really appreciate your being on the show. On uh, celebrating with us with Italian Liberation Day, you know, I mean, you like are the guy. If, 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 if there was anybody who could fill in the facts, you know, and fill in the blanks, it certainly is you. Uh, real quick here before we end, tell everybody how they can get a hold of your book, Italy Invades. Sure, they can find my book, which is called Italy Invades: How Italians Conquered the World. We have a chapter on every country in the world, from Afghanistan to Zimbabwe, uh, from the ancient Roman times right up to the present, to Italians helping with UN peacekeeping around the world. Uh, they can find it at, at www.italyinvades.com. And All right. Well, thanks so much, Chris. Folks, we'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors with more West Coast Italian Radio on the ABC News and Radio Network. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Ladies and gentlemen, our song of the week, Maricchiare, from the Caramia album that I recorded many years ago with my, my dear friend, wonderful guitarist, Vinny Frioli, who was on the show here recently. This song really captures this Italian liberation feel because it captures that passion 
that passion that we all have as Italians. Like they say, when you play this song in Italy, even the fish make love. Uno sputo la luna marchiore, pure ripisce c'è fra l'amore. Well, Marzia, we're back here with one, you know, more segment of the West Coast Italian radio show uh, for this week. Um, it's time to do Italian events. You know, we got some great Italian events that are happening all over the uh, western United States here. Uh, mm-hmm. that we need to tell people about, okay? So these are kind of the major ones. You may have additional events in each of your areas, so make sure you check with your local Italian organizations. But we're going to kind of hit some of the biggies here that are coming up over the next few months. So the first one, this kind of sounds like a cool one here, Marcia. May 15th, Saturday, May 15th, from 4 o'clock to 7 o'clock, there's an event called Old School Italian. It takes place in Alhambra, California. It starts at Angelo's Italian Restaurant and Pizzeria. And it sounds like what you do is you started that restaurant there, uh, and then you're going to go from restaurant to restaurant. they got different Italian restaurants in the area that are set up. And each Italian restaurant, you're going to have a different entree. Like you may have an appetizer at one. You may have your prima course at the next Segonda the next, maybe have insalata the next one. That'd be my great. So, That'd be so much fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. We should do something like that, like, you know, maybe here mm-hmm. in Palm Springs or, you know, up uh, up in Seattle or someplace, uh, you know, get get stuff going. That that sounds like a, a lot of fun, you know? Talk about this and make it happen. <laughs> Absolutely. we got to do that. Okay, so then on um, Sunday... June 6th, there is the 100th Statuto race. Mm-hmm. You may, may ask, what is the Statuto race? I don't exactly know what a Statuto race is, but uh, it takes place at the San Francisco Italian Athletic Club uh, in downtown San Francisco, California, and it is a great event. It sounds like this. We, we need to find out more about what a Statuto race is, but it's put on uh, in conjunction with a Make-A-Wish of the Greater Bay Area, you know, Make-A-Wish Foundation for the Greater Bay Area is the charity partner, and it basically helps children who have critical illnesses, you know, gives them their wishes. So what a great right. cause that is, and we really need to contact those people. We'll find out more about that to let you know in future shows, okay? Uh, continuing on the month of June, June 25th, we have the Portland Festa Italiana, uh, which is going to take place at the Oaks Amusement Park. Uh, this is, you know, one of the longest-running festivals and Italian events in the United States. Uh, they, of course, celebrating Italian-American culture in Portland, Oregon. They have everything from opera to other live Italian music, uh, great food there, great Italian entertainment, stuff for the kids, cultural activities, basically nonstop Italian fun um, all day long, Sunday, uh, no, it takes place from Friday to Sunday, so it's the whole weekend, Friday, June 25th, to Sunday, June 27th, so that should be a lot of fun there, okay? There's so much activity for all ages. I a love lot, that. lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Okay, going on, 
Now we're going to move kind of off toward the latter end of the summer. So we're just going to give you a couple of these to save the dates on. And as we get closer to these events, we'll tell you more about them. Hi. Saturday, August 21st through Sunday, August 22nd, you have the San Jose Italian Family Festa uh, on September 10th through September 14th. We have the Festa Italiana Fisherman's Festival. That's down in Monterey, California. Always a great time down there. Very, very active Italian people down in Monterey, California. Uh, we interact with them a lot. Wonderful folks. Then we move back up to the northwest. We have September 10th through 12th, the San Gennaro Festival in Seattle. And then just following that, the end of the month, September 24th through 26th, the big Festa Italiana in Seattle, one of the biggest Italian festivals on the West Coast there. Been going on for uh, 35 years, I think, right around there. Wonderful, wonderful festival. Uh, a couple more to leave you with here, folks. October 2nd and 3rd, the Los Angeles Italian Festival down in Hollywood and Highland. Always a great, great day with our Italian friends in L.A. down there. They do a wonderful, wonderful festival. And last but not least, a great festival that we kind of end the festival season with. In Reno, Nevada, the El Dorado Hotel does a great Italian festival down there. That takes place October 9th and October 10th. Make sure you check out all these festivals. Uh, you know, travel to them if they're in your areas. I mean, travel to them if they're not in your areas. And, of course, you can also check with all your local Italian organizations for all the other wonderful Italian events going on in and throughout your community. So, you know, Marcia, that's pretty much is our show for the week. We want to remind everybody, we got a great after-hours show. You guys like this show, you're going to love our after-hours show. Okay, because this show, you know, and we love working with ABC, absolutely. But, you know, the FCC only allows us to say certain things on the air if you catch my drift. And, of course, we're very Italian. I'm from the East Coast. She's from Italy. So we like to call things the way we see them and, you know, not mince words. And we got some wonderful topics, some wonderful guests. Make sure you go to our website, WCIR.biz. There's a link there for the After Hours show. You've got to be 18 or over, but you're going to have a lot of fun. Subscribe to it. It's a, just a hoot. It's a blast, and you're going to have a wonderful time listening to it. And, of course, you can hear this show all week long. Share it, please, with all your friends, with all of your family, anywhere in the world. You can always get our show 24-7, uh, the show right here from ABC. It's available on our website. If you go to WCIR.biz, there's a little link at the top of the page here. You click that gives you all of our shows, uh, both this week's show, any of our past shows, everything in archives for the last six years. So make sure you share that with all your friends because we uh, we absolutely love our listeners and love getting feedback from you. And, you know, remember, we uh, you're listening to us, the WCIR West Coast Italian Radio Network. We're on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network broadcasting at KMET 1190 AM from Palm Springs with affiliate stations picking us up all over the USA. We love all of you. We love all of our affiliate stations. God bless you all. We'll be back next week with a brand new show. And ciao a tutti. A salute.